87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. We're talking teams, artificial intelligence, systems, and more with Club Wealth coach Don Sharp of Kansas City. Now, Don, tell me again what tier you're in right now. Um, I am tier three, but teetering on tier four every day. We're, we're knocking on the door of tier four. Okay, so tier three and tier four. So you're somewhere right around 150 transactions a year. Uh, mm -hmm. You've been growing. You've had a really good last year, which is interesting because a lot of people struggled in 2000 and uh, help me out here. 2000 and <laughs> what's that? 2023. Exactly. Yes, that's right. So a lot of people struggled and struggled in 2023, but you have been doing really, really well. And so I want you to share with us exactly how are you doing that. Uh, and we're going to go deep into this. Now, before we do, tell us where you're located in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm -hmm. All right. We, and you've got a team there. How many people are on your team do. now? We are in Kansas City, Missouri, but we also, Kansas City sits on the border. So we're Kansas and Missouri. Most of our agents are, are licensed in both states. Um, we have, I think we've got 12 on the team right now. And they are, they're doing great. Like they are back to the basics, killing it with, prospecting every day and and they're they're doing great dude i love it that's awesome okay so start with this i want you to talk to me about how did you go from being sort of let's back up how long you been in the business all together um i started in 2014 2014 and you and i met when 2018 in 2018 and in 2018 how what wh where were you what were you doing how big was your team all all, all this give me, okay. give me give me the snapshot of don sharp in 2018 2018 um i was um on a team i was on a team somebody else's team um and was doing about 20 deals a year uh when i first got into the business um, I realized that I, if I made, if I did maybe one deal a month, I would, I would do more than what I did in my other job and, and it would allow me to leave the other job. And so by having that belief, I didn't realize that I'd limited myself because at that, from that point forward, if I did just one deal a month, 12 plus deals a year, I, I was, that's all I needed. And so I was, I did about 20 deals a year and was super excited about that um, until somebody invited me to a club wealth event. And um, the amazing coach Ron Anderson sat me down and said, how's your business? You know, what, what's, what does it look like? And I smiled and I said, I did about 5 million. I was pretty excited about that. And I said, 20 deals. And he kind of snickered a little bit. And I said, what's that about? And uh, he said, um, he said, now don't get me wrong. He said, you're doing good, but can I tell you something? And I said, sure. And he said, I've only known you for 10 minutes and I know that you're capable of a lot more than that. And I said, really? And he said, oh, absolutely. And I said, what do you think I should be closing? And he said, you should be doing 20 deals a month. And I said, what? Like that blew my mind. And he said, why aren't you? And then I was perplexed. I was like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd never even thought about it. I didn't, I, it didn't even occur to me that I could do that kind of business. Um, yeah. And, and I, that was a, a long weekend with a whole lot of reflection and, um, yeah, there's there's kind of a whole backstory behind all that, but I but I realized he was right and I could do it. I just didn't know how. So okay, so this is this. I mean, it's not that long ago. It's five years ago. 
Mm-hmm. So five years ago, here you were, you were doing less than 20, tra- we'll call it 20 transactions a year. Mm-hmm. You're on somebody else's team. And mm-hmm. fast forward five years later, you've got a team of your own. Tw- you said about 12 people on your team. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. got, uh, you're closing right around 150 transactions a year. You're sitting pretty to have this coming year, 2024. Uh, you're, you know, we're, we're in 2024 now, uh, January. And as, as this is being recorded and you're sitting here in a position to have very, very, not, I don't even want to say possibly, very probably mm-hmm. your best year yet. We will. We will. Every year that I've been in business has been my best year. And so, and I know, I realize there's agents all over that, you know, I, I watch the Facebook posts that say, what are you doing for a side gig? What are you doing, you know, for extra income? And I thought, pick up the phone, just pick up the phone. And and that's what my agents are doing. They don't love it, but they believe it. And they know that if they just do the behaviors, the results are going to follow. So I want to talk about that. Okay. So let's, let's back up. Before we go too deep into that, I want to talk about, you know, there's a lot of people watching today that are on teams that are thinking, wow, maybe I should go start my own team. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a believer that everybody should start a team. Mm-hmm. I, I want to start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, if I, when I, if I had my career to do over again, if I had the opportunity to join a great team uh, and I did, you know, and I could just do my thing and then take the money I make and go invest in real estate with it, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd build a team again. Uh, or at I least, either. yeah, I mean, not today. Well, yeah. but that being said, once you go down that road, if you're going to build a team, you got to go all in. Like you, right. you've, you've got to just be a hundred percent. I almost said a, a, a inappropriate colloquialism, but you got to just be all in. You got to be game on. You got to be all in. You got to you know uh, put put all your chips on the table because it takes that all encompassing seas of effort to make a team work. Um, and so I just I want to throw that out there because anytime we talk about teams now. Uh, that being said, I know team members in various parts of the country that are making anywhere from two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars a year in net income, and they right. don't have months where they lose money. And, and by the way, have you ever lost money in a month as a team leader? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Have I, mean, I used my coaching money to pay my staff more than once? Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it happens, right? I mean, that's, that's occasionally. Sweet. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and especially, you know, like, I mean, you look at this winter, I mean, I, I guarantee there's a lot of people who have gone through that same, that, that same uh, experience this winter. And mm-hmm. so or I should say that, you know, late fall, early winter. Right. All right. So that being said, your team and you understand the importance of the grind and how important it is to just pick up that phone. I was talking to somebody, literally I was talking to coach Donnie Morrow just moments ago. Uh, and you know, Donnie really well. Yeah. And uh, we were having the same conversation where, you know, there's a lot of, opportunities out there, if you will. There's lots of different things that you can be doing. Uh, you know, you talked about side hustles and, you know, or there's switching brokerages or switching teams or or changing up, whatever. And you see all these opportunities. And then I think to myself, what's the compelling reason to move? Because the reality is uh, the the things that make the most money are usually boring, right? The, the place where success is generally found is usually boring. So mm-hmm. I want you to tell me, what did that look like from 20 to 150 transactions a year? What what were the boring things you had to do? How much of it did you have to do? And was there any magic pill? Was there, um, uh, you know, the magic beans or the unicorn or whatever? What, you know, was there something that came along? And obviously coaching helped, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, but but other than that, like what, what, what were the mechanics of getting from 20 to 150? Um, I think it's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of pieces involved in it. And I think, I mean, number one, I can't, it can't go without saying that coaching, because I wouldn't have known even step one had I not been coaching. So that definitely helps. Um, I appreciate but, that. It's nice you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely um, leverage. You know, you've got to have the right people in the right places. I couldn't have done all this myself. Um, and honestly, I'll be real honest with you. I just brought on um, a, a new administrative assistant who, um, it was more than what I thought I could afford in the budget, but it's going to be a game changer and I have to do it. I I feel like at this point I can't afford not to do it. So I've got a wonderful transaction coordinator who handles everything for us. And then now we've got our admin assistant. Um, and then we've got a couple ISAs and, um, and a leads coordinator that, that are virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a couple of things, number one, in this let me back up. The last couple of years have been so good in real estate. 
you don't even have to have skills. You walk out the door and you're going to trip over buyers and sellers. But that's not the case in 2023. 2023, things changed. You know, when those interest rates started going up and people started saying, oh, I don't really want to buy right now. And people who could afford $500,000 can now only afford three fifty. Like they don't like that. And so now we have to go look for the clients. Like we have to look for leads. And and I think so many people that got into the business in just the past couple of years didn't know how to do that. They don't know how. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. And these are the people that are asking the questions on Facebook, you know, what's a good side hustle as a real estate agent or or just leaving the business altogether or getting joining a team because it's hard. It's hard to do alone. You mentioned a minute ago that you know, if you had to do it all over again today, you'd probably look for a good team. And I'm the same way. I'm very happy I, I started my team and I'm going to keep growing it. I'm not coming out anytime soon. But if I move to a new state, you know, start it all over again somewhere else, I'm probably looking for the baddest team out there and I'm going to join them mm-hmm. because I don't want to start all over again with this. Yeah. But mostly because the things that I can afford as a team, I can't afford by myself. I can't afford my admin assistant and my TC TC by myself and neither can any other solo agent. And so to me, I think leverage is huge and, um, and coaching is huge and knowing the basics because not everybody even knows them knowing the basics and then implementing. Yeah, no, I agree. So we're going to get into that. I want to talk to you about some of the basics, the fundamentals, if you will, the, the, the things that really were the foundation for your success before we do those of you that are watching, I'd like to see your questions for Don. First of all, where are you guys located? I'm curious where where our viewers are right now. They're all over the world, I'm assuming, uh, but pre- predominantly in the U.S. and Canada. So I would love it if you guys would type into the comments below where you're located and any questions that you have for Don or for me. Uh, now, Don, I want to know fundamentally, you know, you talk about the basics and the importance of implementing the basics. What are they? What are the things that you do every day? What is What does Don Sharp's day look like? Well, I mean, we all get up and have our morning routine, whatever that is. But by the time we get to the office, and I'm usually there, I know this is going to pain you, Michael, but I'm there about 745. So 7.30 to 7.45. But And I have about a 30-minute drive to get there. So anyway, but once I get to the office, I'm getting things set up and ready to go. And and we just start lead generating immediately, like 8 a.m. If you're going to call mostly expireds, I want to start with early because we get the new expireds and I'd rather be the first one instead of the 41st one to call that day. And so we, everybody on the team has a schedule that looks, our mornings look very similar to each other. We start out our mornings with lead generation and that's prospecting for new business, people that we have not spoken to before. Um, and most of us are two to three hours doing that kind of depending on, on their goals. Their goals are different than mine. And I don't push everybody to do my goals. They all have their own goals. Um, and then we have approximately an hour or more set aside for follow-up because we know the fortunes in the follow-up if you're not mm-hmm. following up with those people. And in order to do that, you have to really, really have a good system in place. You have to have good systems because if you've got, I've got a database of probably, I want to say 30, 30,000 people approximately. Um, every this each of the pods? um well, this is the whole database. Whole database, okay. All right. And All right. then we have a couple of different ponds. We have a buyer's pond and a seller's pond, and we have one pond. We call it the gold mine pond, and we just throw buyers in there that nobody else got to, you know, got to. Uh, get turned around. And so those, the, all the agents say every day they're fishing, they're fishing in the ponds, but they all get their own new leads and they start every morning. And we have a system in place that says you're going to start prospecting in your own, in your own portal for the leads that you've not contacted yet. And then if you haven't met your goals that day, then you go into a pond and you start prospecting in a pond. Then when you've met your, your contact goals, I mean, we do track dials just because I want the newer agents to recognize that sometimes it takes a hundred dials to get to 10 people to answer the phone. So that's the only reason we, we, we do track the dials, but we track the dials and the conversations and the appointments. Um, and we keep track of all of that. But, uh, and then after that, you know, then they can check their inboxes, their tasks that need to be done that day in the, in the database. And then, you know, whatever's left, they have the rest of the day to go out on their own. But when they're doing this every single day, the rest of the day usually looks like appointments or they can go out and look at houses and, you know, just kind of check out the, you know, the, the market. Okay. So let's back up. So I want to go back into this prospecting time first and foremost. All right. So a lot of people, and I say a lot of people, there's a contingent of people out there that say, well, if you're, if you're a good enough agent, all you need is your sphere of influence. You don't have to prospect for new business. What do you, what would you say to an agent that says that? 
I mean, that's really awesome, but I don't think that's always going to work. I think you need both. You need a balance of both. Um, I think it's really important that that you know how to lead generate and, and get new business. And it's equally as important that you maintain and manage relationships um, with, with all of your sphere, sphere of influence and past clients. And we actually have um, letter groups. And so last week we called everybody that we knew that was a past client or sphere of influence whose last name started with um, an A or a W. And this week is um, B and E. And that's how we keep track of it. And and if you do the letter groups two at a time, it takes 13 weeks, which happens to be a quarter of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how we do it. Dude, that's awesome. See, I, I love where you're headed with this. I mean, look, the, the fact of the matter is activity begets activity, right? Success begets success. And I agree with you. I think sphere of influence is great. And I want people to get more business out of their sphere of influence. But the reality is it's not enough nowadays. No, right? you, no, you need both. You need both. And yeah. and I feel like my team, we've relied too heavily on lead generation and online business and marketing. And I feel like we kind of fall short in in going back and taking good care of our past clients and, and sphere. And so we're working harder on that this year. And in fact, which is why we've got a pole in the middle of our office. It's kind of a horseshoe shape and there's a, it's, it's a <laughs> Square pole. <laughs> it's a square. It's a very large square pole. I suppose it's a, po- a support beam. But on every side of that now, Autumn, our admin, goes and she puts the letters of the week on there. Okay. So, so that anybody can look out their office windows at any point and see that oh, this is B and E this week. So jokingly, yeah. they said last week it was A and W root beers, and this week it's breaking and entering. It's funny. I literally <laughs> thought the same thing when you said that. I was going to say yeah. something. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, here's again, what you've decided is, look, it's not, it's not either, or it's not, you know, either I'm going to do my sphere of influence or I'm going to generate leads in other ways. It's both. And, and, mm-hmm. and I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, before we go too far forward, I, I, I have a question here from Jolene Martins. Uh, Jolene says, what steps do you take to ensure transparency and trust with the clients that you represent? Oh, great question, Jolene. <laughs> and by the way, Jolene, type into the chat there. Where I'm curious, the comments. I'm curious where you're from, Jolene. Uh, but yeah, Don, what are you doing? What are you doing to uh, to ensure transparency and trust with the clients you represent? I mean, I I don't really know exactly. I think that we we're just honest people to begin with, and so I don't know. I think for me, I think that's going to be different with everybody. But for me you don't have to know me very long to know that I am what I am and and I'm going to say what I think and and I'm going to be very transparent with people. Um, I don't know, just do what you say. You know, if you say you're going to do something, you darn well better do it. Yeah. And people recognize that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, I also like, and I have a feeling you have these systems in place, but you probably don't realize that that's what they're doing. Uh, as an example, I, I have a feeling that, y- you know, you have a, a follow-up system in place so that on a regular basis, I would assume probably once a week, you're making sure every single one of your sellers is called and they're told, hey, this is what happened last week. This is how many showings we had. This is what's going on. We've either had offers or haven't had offers. You're just, you, know, you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing. And then on a listing appointment, you know, I know you follow a checklist on your listing appointments. And because you're following a checklist, you're making sure you cover every single checklist item, which means you're setting proper expectations. And that, again, builds trust. Um, And so, Jolene, my answer to that question would be everything we do should follow the BROT model, right? B-R-O-T, which stands for building relationships on trust. Uh, I often say that people don't need to know, like, and trust you. They just need to trust you. And if they'll trust you, then the, the, the easiest way to get them to trust you is by doing like what Don said, just do what you say you're going to do. Um, and uh, and so great question. I appreciate that question. All right, Don, let's come back to uh, the daily habits that you and your team have. Uh, what are you guys doing for culture on your team? I know you guys have a great culture on your team. You have you know people who have been on your team for a long time. You have people that are always wanting to join your team. What is fostering that culture? I think, again, that's a couple things. Number one, I don't make anybody come to the office, but we highly encourage it. Like we highly encourage it. The people that are sitting in the office, um, they do more work. Um, they, they, they're they on task more. The camaraderie, seeing other people doing the same thing, it feels more like a real job. I think a lot of real estate agents can sit on their couch and wonder why they can't get any business, but they're not doing the, the activities that need to be done. I think that's really important. Um, we also do, we do client activities four times a year, but we also do team activities activities four times a year. And so that, and then, you know, we do every morning, we have a morning huddle and it's not very long. Um, we do a morning huddle in the morning. Just well, not if you're not there till 745. 
my my <laughs> huddle starts at 7:45, which is why I like to be in the office when it starts. That's yeah, that's honestly my yeah. And I want to be done before eight. So I don't, you know, I remember when I was on a team, I didn't love the huddle. I didn't love it because they were like, how was your day? And I thought, nobody cares. I just want to know what you did and it's time to move on. I've got things to do. So I'm a high D. I don't like to spend a lot of time about the niceties. Just understand that I already care about how you feel. And I'm assuming you're good. And if you're not, let me know. But hold on. I got to stop you right there, Miss High okay. D. So I want to ask you a follow on question to that. So. Uh, I get it. You're a high D on the disc profile, which means you just want the executive summary, get it done, move on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What do you think most of your team members are? Have you done, have you had each one of them do oh, it? Absolutely. Disc? Yes. We know them all. And what are, what are the majority of the people on your team? Are they, um, you know, we have a really good mix. We have a really good mix. We have several D's, which I've never had before. Um, so that's always fun because we know how to talk to each other. Um, we have a few S's and a few I's and then the girls in the office are both C's. But I mean, we have a really good mix. We really do. Now they know, don't get me wrong. If somebody's having a problem, I absolutely want to be there for them. But the huddle's not where we're going to do it. So no, but I bring that up because it's 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 important to recognize that there are lots of different personality types Absolutely. on a team. And most, not all, but most team leaders tend to be very high D. Mm -hmm. And uh, and most team members tend to be very high I. Mm -hmm. And those two, and they, they can get along, but, you know, those high I's, sometimes they want to talk a little bit longer about stuff. And those high D's, sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And this is why usually on the call, I go, just tell me how many contacts you had yesterday and how many appointments you set. And then we just move on. That's yeah. kind of what we do with our huddle. Um, but we also have team meetings. So every Thursday we have a meeting and then we have training after the meeting. And so, and a lot of times we'll bring in food and we'll do fun things with that. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times we'll do outside activities. Like I've got a gym that has pickleball and everybody likes to play pickleball. So um, we do, we do fun stuff. Sometimes they have to remind me, mostly Mike reminds me that, Hey Don, the rest of the world doesn't think work is fun. Like you do. They yeah. want other things that are fun. So we do those. Oh, things. You're right about that. Well, and so, okay, we're going to, by the way, we're going to come back to Mike and investing in real estate in just a okay. minute, but before we do, um, so what are, what are some other examples of those activities that you've been doing as a team? You said pickleball, what are, what are some other things that you've done? Like if somebody's going to do a team activity, what would, what would you recommend? Um, I mean, it kind of depends on what your team likes, but we've done game nights before. Um, we didn't, we didn't do it, but somebody said, let's do a puzzle night where everybody brings puzzles and we put puzzles together. Um, we've definitely had lots of food, lots of potluck style get togethers, you know, whether it's at somebody's house. Um, one of the girls has a, um, a, a pool at her subdivision and we've gone over there and one of the other team members had a pool pool party. I know sometimes you're like, don't do those pool parties, but we've been okay. Not, so I get asked we've been okay. <laughs> was, what was drinking involved? That's the, that's. I mean, at one of them possibly, but I think everybody was very well behaved and we didn't stay too long. I'm just going to throw this out there. And I love it. I got some of the, uh, I, I got Kelly Wolfer is, uh, sorry, not Kelly, Keely, Keely. Wolfer. Keely. You know, Keely. Uh, sorry about that, Keely. Uh, <laughs> Keely said that escape room and game nights. Oh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I forgot about those. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Those are awesome. Okay. So uh, I'm going to throw this out there and, and I know that you've got a lot of your team watching now and, and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you guys all, you guys dodged a bullet. I'm telling you pool party, alcohol, not a good thing uh, for a lot Half of teams. Making people and alcohol is never good together. Dude, I have seen that blow up in people's face more times than I can, I care to remember. Uh, but uh, my recommendation is, you know, to avoid alcohol at team functions and at uh, and at client events. But it's really awesome that you guys are doing that. You know that you guys are having these team events and the client events because it's important for culture. And the reality is, if people only come to your team because of the splits you offer, because of this, that, or that, they're going to do private office, whatever reason they come to your team for, they're going to leave for the same reason. And so if culture is the reason why they come to your team, guess what? That has a lot more staying power than your splits or whatever, uh, because it's really hard for other people to duplicate your culture. And especially when someone has become a full and complete part of your culture, they're more likely to stay. So I would recommend to everybody on your team that's watching and everybody that's on a team that's watching this right now, 
do what you, everything you can within your power to help foster that positive team culture. Be be a proactive part of making that culture as strong as it can be. And guess what? Your team will be happier. You'll be happier. You'll make more money. Other people on the team will make more money. Uh, and it, it'll make life go by a lot faster because you're, you're working somewhere you really enjoy working and so, with people that you really enjoy working with. So. Right. I remembered more. We've done yeah. laser tag and bowling and um, axe throwing. Keely made me remember the rest of them when she brought up the escape room. We've done that's those. funny. Jolene just put in the axe throwing. She must have liked. <laughs> yeah, one. that's awesome. Yeah. Now, did you do it like Katniss Everdeen style? Or no, that wasn't Katniss Everdeen. Who was that? That was uh, Divergent, where you uh, you got to be up against the thing and they're throwing the axes around. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, <laughs> I would not. recommend that. <laughs> that's funny. Right on. Okay, so I want to I want to shift gears for just a minute. And I want to talk about investing in real estate. So, you know, we can come back to selling real estate in a minute here. But one of the things that I've always been a very big believer of is that real estate is just a means to acquire the income necessary to go out and buy real estate so that you can build wealth with your real estate investing. So tell me how that looks in your world. Um, it's, it's getting bigger all the time. It absolutely is. We bought a small town in Missouri, number one. <laughs> so you're not kidding when you say no, that. I'm right? really not. I mean, we own most of the town now. It's, it is a very small town, but it flooded. And my, my husband's cousin runs the gas station along the interstate there. And he was there one day and he said, what's the deal? Like all these places have the lawns grown up over the windows and what what's happened. And, and we knew there was a flood. We knew that, but somebody had gone in and taken out the bottom, you know, 18 inches of every house, all the drywall, and probably all of the people took their insurance claims and never came back. And so um, we went in and started buying houses for, I mean, any, I think the cheapest was $500. What? Yeah. Um, and maybe the most expensive, well, we bought a church for 25,000, but then we put a hundred into it. And now it's a sixplex. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's bringing in, I think it's 5,000 a month. I mean, it is Craig, Missouri. It's kind of a small town. So um, Hold you're on. it's bringing in $5,000 a month. And what do you have into it? About 125 total. 125. That seems like a really good investment to me. It's, yeah, it is. Wow. I think we've got 12 doors in Craig. And I don't know, jokingly, the town probably has like 50 houses. I don't know. But I think we own 12. We have keep trying to buy more, but people now have seen what we've done and now they want to do it. And they, they're like, well, I'll sell it to you for 30,000 and we're not going to buy it for that. You're like, I can't do that. <laughs> That's funny that you're like, I'm not buying your three bedroom, two bath house for 30,000. I, 30, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and but what we, are the rents? Uh, what are the rents in there right now? So what are you um, buying? Like three ones, three twos? What are you buying? Yeah, a little of everything. We'll just buy whatever. Mostly mostly three ones, but we turn them into three twos. So we'll go in and just update. And they're nice. I mean, we make them nice in the end. Um, I think the highest one they're, they're renting right now is 1200 but most of them are around 800 including the apartments are about 800 each. Okay, so, but you're making $800 a month on something you paid. Your probably total all in is what, five or, you know, 50,000, something like that? Oh, uh, yeah, probably or less. Because, well, and here's the other thing. Mike and his cousin went in and did a lot of the work themselves and they're both getting older and tired. So, but the problem is finding people to work in that small town, like nobody wants to drive there. And so they had to do a lot of the work themselves. So, yeah, that's the only yeah. downside to it. But we've got kids who know how to do everything too. So, I mean, we've got our kids who have been working on houses since they were old enough to walk, you know, so they definitely help. Yeah. But what a great deal though. I mean, uh, the, you know, you're well beyond the 1% rule and it sounds like on some of them, you're probably at 2%, meaning oh, yeah. if, if you're, you know, if you're, if your purchase price is, uh, you know, the 1% rule would be if I buy something for 500, or excuse me, for $50,000, then I need to be able to rent that out for, uh, $500 a month. And if I buy it for a hundred thousand, I need to be able to rent it out for a thousand dollars a month. But it sounds like you've got several, uh, mm -hmm. that, that you're renting out for two or, or three, or even 5% of purchase price, which is insane. I mean, those are insane returns. My most recent acquisition is my favorite because it was me. I did it, not the guys. Um, I found it in Liberty, Missouri and AVM is probably 240, 241. In fact, we just had it um, appraised. It's not done yet, but it, they appraised it at 241 finished. Um, <clears throat> 125 as it sits, I paid 25. What? 
it was a tax a tax auction. It was on the tax sale. And instead of waiting for the tax day, which I've never done one of those before, I'm not opposed to that, but I know somebody would have paid $100,000 for that house um, at the tax auction. But I went and used my super sleuth real estate skills and found the owner. And I went to them and said, hey, are you, it was very empathetic. I felt like I was helping them. Like if they'd have waited a week and a half that they have nothing and the house was going to just be sold on the tax sale. Yeah. Um, but I went to them and said, here's the deal. I said, are you going to try to get it? Do you have the money? And they said, no, we'd like to, but we don't have it. And I said, well, I'll make a deal. I said, I'm going to buy the house at the tax sale. But if you guys are willing to sell it to me today, I'll give you $25,000. Maybe it was 20, $20,000. I don't remember. Nonetheless. And, and I'll pay the taxes for you. And they weren't. And how much were the taxes? 5,000. So I think it was, I think I bought it for 20 and paid 5,000 in the taxes. Um, and it was, it was filled to the rim, you know, kind of hoarder style, but brand new stuff, all kinds of brand new stuff in boxes. So then I had, um, a kid walking down the street, come over and say, Hey, can I go through that stuff? And I said, sure. And he, he buys things from people. And I said, are you going to like touch everything in the house? And he said, yeah, pretty much. And I said, would you mind putting the stuff in the dumpster that you don't want? So he paid me to clean the house out. I just let him keep stuff. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. And we're probably going to rent that one for 1800 to 2000. Dude, that is, that is crazy to me. I, I got to say, I got to tell you, that is a great deal. Mike is in the chat, by the way, saying, man, that's freaking awesome. Jerome Cheeks is like, boss moves. Uh, and uh, that is, I mean, really watch this. I'm going to try something new, by the way, on this Zoom. I haven't done this yet, uh, but we're going to, I'm going to see if I can set a side by side here. Let's see how this works. Look at this. This could be very interesting. Let's see if it works. Oh my gosh. And we just all of a sudden we're in the same room together. How cool is that? All right. Okay, wait, so, I'm not here though. Oh, there I am. Okay. Oh, you're there. You're there. How cool is that? I've never seen that before. I just, uh, it's a new feature on Zoom. I just thought I'd test out. All right. So first of all, yeah, those are boss moves. And, uh, and I think that's fantastic. Um, let's see. Stacy is saying that's correct. You paid 20 for the house and 5,000 in taxes. Now I tried that uh, as well on a property in uh, Eastern Washington and we just barely missed it. They, they cured their taxes a half hour uh, before they were, they, you know, we were working out this deal right. with them. They decided, nah, we're just going to do it ourselves. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Well, so tax leaves are a great one, option. What's that? Is they weren't living in it. So that was the key with this one. And even if yeah. they were living in it, I think I would have said, you know, I can rent it back to you. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is, you know, there, there's lots of ways to capitalize on that opportunity, right? Whether you end up buying the house and renting it to somebody else, you can rent it right back to that owner. I think we're going to see a lot more opportunities like that in 2024 than we even did in 2023. And the reason is a lot of people kind of hung on, but are kind of, you know, struggling right now. Uh, and what's really cool is interest rates are coming back down. It's going to, 2024 is going to be a great year. Uh, yeah, especially for real estate agents that, you know, that were kind of, uh, let's let's say there's there's a lot of real estate agents that have gotten out of the business, right? Uh, it's, very, it's very reminiscent of 2006 to 2008, right? In 2006, the average agent was doing four and a half transactions per year uh, mm -hmm. by 2000. And then all of a sudden, what happened? The Great Recession came along. A lot of agents got out of the business. Transaction count came down, right? What's happened in the last year, you know, in 2023? Interest rates went up. Transaction count went down by 26 to 32%. A lot of agents got out of the business, and uh, probably more even than in the Great Recession. Oh, I think so. And, and, well, and then by 2008, what happened? The the number of transactions per agent went up to 8.8 .8 transactions per agent per year. Uh, it's just skyrocketed. And I think the same thing's happening in 2024. And, and interest rates are going to be even lower, which is going to create even more activity. I think it's a perfect storm. I, really I do too. And what's really cool though, and I tell my team this every day, the fact that they're building their pipelines right now when this finally busts loose. And we try to get people to buy now. Don't wait. Don't wait for those interest rates to go down. Oh my gosh, you're going to, you might wait, you know, a couple months to save 1% on your interest rate, but you're going to spend 10% more on your house or more. Yeah, that's just it. And that's it. So waiting is not the right answer. Mm -hmm. uh, and so at the end of the day, this is not only the time to buy, this is absolutely the time to be putting your foot on the gas in terms of selling, you know, real estate as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is, I, I tell you, this, it's not going to get any better than this. If you're waiting for it to get better, you're in la la land. It's just not going to happen. So I would right, agree. Okay. So let's come back to some of these basics. What are some other things agents can do right now to grow their business? 
Um, I Well, if you've got a data, well, first of all, you better have a database. I, I hate it. I, I sometimes get people new coaching and they're like, I say, what do you use for a database? Um, I have a spreadsheet or it's in my phone or it's in dot loop. Like that is not a database. You must have a database and you must use it and you must feed it every single day and you must cultivate it. Um, and I think the database is the business and just keeping up with people and um, being on social media and, you know, being part of groups and talking to people and keeping up with your SOI. I think all of those are super important. Okay. So talk to us about the CRM. What CRM are you guys using? We use Sierra Interactive. Sierra, great CRM. Good stuff. And you're also, let's talk some AI real quick, because you're also using Clubwell's AI product. Oh my God. Uh, Tell us about that. And so shame, shameless plug, uh, you know, as you guys know, I own Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. We also have, uh, as part of our company, an AI company uh, and a technology company. So the AI that we're using, we have text AI, which is called Black Hat. And then we've got voice AI, which is called Perfect ISA. So Don, you've been messing around with this here last, uh, oh, I don't know, 30, 60 days. How's it done for you? I have. I actually have done three different things with you guys. Um, the first one was live ISAs. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the second one is um, more like a chatbot kind of a, you know, AI that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually that one, I get a lot of, of people talking in response and I can get them communicating in there. Um, and then I just pull them back into, cause it's not in Sierra, but I pull them back into Sierra and I get the conversation going in there. So that's good. But my favorite is the voice AI. Um, Chris is wonderful. Chris calls on my behalf and, and about half the time she says she's a digital agent with the Sharp Homes real estate team. Um, and the other half of the time she doesn't mention it, but I don't, I don't think it matters. First of all, I don't know if people even know what that means. Like, I think people hear it and they keep talking to her. If somebody said that to me, I'm a digital agent from this company. I think I would go, wait, what? I I don't know. I don't know if I would talk to them the same, but people do. They talk to them just like they're real. I think I had 14 connections over the last couple of months with, um, Chris, the AI chat lady. Yeah, I did the, I'm good with that. Well, I did the math on it. Had you been paying? So we just today uh, made it available to other agents. And I did the math on it. If you were paying what we're going to be charging everybody else, uh, then you would have paid less for the seller connections. This is live transfers with sellers. You would have paid $75 or less per live transfer. Uh, which is insane with sellers. And the buy side is even less. The buy side is even more affordable. Uh, but the thing is, what, what's really fun, and I've been listening to some of the calls. In fact, uh, I'm going to say these are on fire. Let me just tell you, uh, look at that. We're going to be on fire now, Don. Mm-hmm. Um, but these things are on fire. And why do I say that? Because literally these are the, I know, right. It's so I just playing around with this, but I don't know. I don't know why I keep doing the backgrounds. It's just fun. But here's the deal. These things are on fire in, in terms of literally these, the, the AI will not give up. Like, you know, I, I remember one conversation in particular where the, the consumer said, no, AI keeps going. Consumer says no again. Uh-huh. AI keeps going. Consumer uh-huh. says no again. AI keeps at it. Consumer finally says, oh, yeah, well, now that you put it that way, that kind of makes sense. And I am interested in doing that. So I am interested in getting value on my house. So, yeah, I'd love to talk with Don. Why don't you go ahead and transfer me? And it transfers uh-huh. the calls. And what's interesting is your team didn't even answer the freaking call. Do you remember this it's call? It's only me. It was only me. And oh, the problem was... Um, well, it's it funny though, is she left a message because you guys didn't answer the call. She right. was so convinced by that point. She's like, oh my gosh, I want to talk to Don. And she yeah. left a message. You guys didn't end up getting a hold of her? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly which lead it was, but I'm sure we followed um, Yes, we did follow up. So um, cool. In the beginning, the the phone calls were coming into like just my general seller number and it was marking it as spam and my phone was shutting it off every single time. So I ultimately ended up getting another number for Sierra and I just named it AI Chris. So when that call comes in, I'm like, Oh, I got to take this no matter what I'm doing. So perfect. But yeah, Yeah. no, it's phenomenal. I can't tell you how many times 
I'd be listening, thinking, oh, how is this thing going to respond? Like, you know, because somebody would say, oh, I'm completely booked up this week. You know, I, I won't be able to meet until next week. And she totally responded appropriately. I just really thought they'd trip her up. But she really did great. It's getting better every day. I mean, there are times that I just am blown away at how good she is at really having the conversation, understanding what they're saying, responding appropriately, converting them to either an appointment or uh, a warm transfer. And by the way, Matt Wagner with Rate. Good to see Matt's watching us today. Uh, appreciate you being on, Matt. Matt's the guy that hooks real estate agents up with uh, Barbara Corcoran and a lot of uh, radio and TV advertising. Uh, so, okay. So the AI, you're giving it, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a thumbs up. Is that correct? It's all good. That's yeah, a good, good. All right. Good. Yeah. I mean, it. she's she's better than most of the agents and, and mostly, and I'll just tell you why, not that my agents are not good at it, but my agents have, you know, souls. Like, <laughs> I don't know where they get afraid. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this person, I'm irritating this person. This person's getting angry at me. Right. And they just, yeah, they, they just want to be too kind. And I'm not right. saying to be mean, you know, I, I have the ability to do that. I just keep going and keep going. And in the end, they're not mad at me anyway, but I'm not afraid, but most people are afraid. They're afraid of offending somebody. And the AI is not. The AI right. just doesn't care. Chris could care less if she offends you or not. She's just yeah. going to keep pressing forward. And by the way, we can use men's voices, women's voices, whatever. But the reality is we've gone to the woman's voice. We've tested it both ways. And there's no comparison. The woman's voice converts she better than the man's so voice. so soothing. Like yeah. she is so laid back. People yeah. really are okay talking to her. Like I yeah. like listening to her. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't hang up on her either. She's got a it's great funny. voice. I, what I get a kick out of is when people have a full-on conversation with her and don't even realize it's AI. I know. I know. It's, and it's and I've very heard it common. Many times. Yeah. I've heard it many times. It's correct. It cracks me up. That's awesome. Okay. So, all right. Well, I want to make sure that we cover everything we covered today. And we're down to about 15 minutes left. And so, Don, I want to let you talk about anything you want to talk about right now. And if you guys have any questions for Don, please ask them now. Now is the time. Type them into the chat. Uh, and, uh, and I super appreciate that, Matt. Matt says, when I see two rock stars like Don and Michael talking, I stop, look, and listen, keep bringing it. By the way, this is really me and not AI. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. That's funny. That's hilarious. All right. So Don. One of the things that you had um, sent to me in your email about things we could talk about today was our top three lead sources. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just got all of our numbers in and made sure everything was good for 2023. Um, and we've got an ROI spreadsheet. So we know exactly how much we've spent on every deal. Um, right now, my biggest and best lead source is Google LSA. Oh, Dude, I, I, I told people this morning, I thought that was the best lead source on the planet right now. Do you know what my return on my investment is? I can only For imagine. one dollar we spend, we make $29. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? No. $29 for every $1 we spend. Like, what is that even in a percentage? I don't even know that kind that's of math. 29 just, to 1 ROI. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, that's, first of all, three is acceptable. Mm -hmm. 10 or 12 is unbelievable. 29? Yeah, that's $29. insanity. Yep. So that's okay. the very best. Okay. I want to stop you right there before we go okay. to the other two lead sources. So the first time you heard about Google LSA, correct me if I'm wrong, was it at the Club Wealth event? Was it at Listing Agent Bootcamp or one of our events? Yeah. This is where I hear everything. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't already signed up, go to clubwealth.com. And at the top of the page, there's a link. You can sign up for Listing Agent Bootcamp. I got to tell you right now, guys, it is there, imagine a room with 60 really high producing agents. Uh, well, first of all, there's 400 agents in the room. Right. Average production is about 200 transactions per year per agent. But imagine that there's 60 different classes taught by 60 of these agents, some, some of the top producers amongst them, on the things that they're doing that's working really, really, really well, right? And uh, Mike, Mike, your husband, Mike, uh, just typed in the chat. He's like, we need to dump in 100,000 right now. I love it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, don't ever let him go to Vegas. Um, he terrifies me. <laughs> I don't let him spend the money either. He does not keep the checkbook or the credit card. It, probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. All right. But that being said, 
uh, imagine going to this event and you get to learn all these things like Google LSA from people like Nicole Goudet, who teaches our GLSA class, um, and or Mark Benef- or excuse me, Mark uh, Standridge, who teaches our massive open houses class. Don teaches classes there. Guys, you need to get to that event. So Don, number one lead source is Google LSA. Uh, and Autumn just typed in the chat. She's like, uh, technically it is 2,792.5% ROI. Uh, according that's to spreadsheet. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what are your other two? What's the what's number so the two? The second three? one is um, well, through Club Wealth, it's leads like candy. So um that's that's yeah. cash offer seller leads. Um, I love that one. It's that one is probably, I think it's Autumn can tell me if I'm wrong because she's the one who does my spreadsheet, but it's like six, six dollars and ninety cents, six fifty, something like that, um, per every dollar. And- okay, now hold on. Don't go to the next one yet. I want to okay. keep I want to talk about this one for a second. So first of all, leadslikecandy.com. That's where you guys go to get that one. Um, and uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's actually not in your corner, uh, Mike. He's just saying he's going to send you to someone who can help you with that problem. It's not that he's gonna- <laughs> so that being said, um, when it comes to go- these numbers, I hear a lot of people saying things like, well, why wouldn't I just take all of my budget and move it to GLSA if it's if it's getting me 29% uh, ROI or, it's, you know, sorry, 29 to 1 ROI versus leaving some of it in leads like candy that's only getting me 6 uh, ROI. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, And by the way, I believe that you should do that. I think you should, yeah. you know diversify your lead flow, but I, I want to hear why you think that's Well, important. I think that's the most important thing that you said right there, diversify. Like yeah. I talk to so many people who say, we spend $12,000 a month on Zillow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like happy Zillow's working for you, but that's a lot of money. And a lot of people say, well, they've got lenders helping. And so when they do their ROI, they don't count the money that the lender put in. But I said, you got to remember that you have to count the money the lender put in too, because if the lender wasn't doing it, you'd have to do it to get the same number. So, but I think diversification is probably the most important thing. But Google LSA is one that I'm a little mystified by. I just set my budget at three million a month, literally three million a Hoping month. Hoping that they don't actually spend it. Well, if they do, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna be converting like crazy, and I'll get a quick loan until we can close. There you go. You know, but that's what Google LSA is the only one that. I mean, there's things you can do to make it better. And I've taken classes. I did the the boot camp um, in in um, Seattle with Nicole's and it was great. And I learned all kinds of great things. And actually now I'm just paying her to do it for me. Um, but oh, but the, you had to get it set up first. And that's really yeah. what the, the Done With yeah. You workshop was about, was, you know, coming in and spending a day. And it takes, I mean, on that day, we take, what, about eight hours to go oh, through yeah. And do everything that needs to be done to set up your GLSA, and it does take a lot of work, and it doesn't, and it's not easy. And and Matt, you know, Matt was asking in the in the comments. He says, "What you know? What are the smartest things you guys are all doing on Google?" And and the reality, Matt, is that it's not just one thing. I mean, there's a lot of little teeny tiny nuances that you kind of got to dial in in your profile. Um, and if somebody's already gone in and messed with your profile, there's probably a lot that's got to be unwound and done over again uh, in order to get the the traction that you want to get on GLSA. And by the way, that was somebody else uh, had asked a question. Um, uh, Danthika asked, uh, what was the first one? Google. And it's not just Google. Google, you, you would associate with pay-per-click right. or whatever. This is different. This is Google local service ads. Okay. So this is you literally paying for advertising on Google in a specific segment. So when somebody goes in and they're searching for the best realtor in Kansas City, Don, her goal is to show up number one, number two, or number three. Uh, and and, and dude, when you do, yeah. and let's back up. First of all, getting there is it's still fairly easy, but it's getting harder every day because it's getting more and more competitive every day. Uh, and so for starters, second, staying there is also very challenging. Now, Don, have you found that, that it's very important to answer every single incoming Google call in order to stay up in those rankings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you have to answer the phone every single time. I also, some of the things that I do is... Um, any of our reviews, Google reviews, somebody sends in a review, it comes to my phone. I immediately reply to that review. And that, and, and what you're saying in those reviews helps your search engine op- optimization. And so I, I had a couple come in today that said, you know, 
Bailey was great. We loved working with her and, and it was kind of vague. And so I went back and said, I'm so happy that Bailey was, you know, the, you're the agent that you were matched up with, with the Sharp Homes real estate team to helping you buy your home in Kansas city. Like I'm saying words in there that people are searching. And that's important because if your yes. person, you know, if the, if the person doesn't leave that in their, in their review, I can at least go back and put it in my reply. Yes. And replying to every one of them and getting as many Google re reviews as you can. That's really important. If you end up in the tri-pack and I'm in there as even if I'm number one and the person below me has 500 reviews and I only have 100, chances of them going to that other person, it's it's high. And you yeah. want to make sure that they're five-star reviews. We ask everybody many times throughout a transaction. Um, and I've even had people who haven't bought with us, but they still know us as people, you know, they know that people can trust us to help them buy or sell a house. So. So, okay. We, we've got, first of all, yes. And by the way, we've got some great questions. Uh, Cynthia asks, how long did it take you to get that traction uh, from Google local service ads? You know, it depends on where you're at in the country. So my daughter, Bethany is in small town, uh, Nebraska city, Nebraska, and she went in and and nobody else is doing it in her area. So she's number one and stays there the whole time because the other agents aren't really local. There's agents from Omaha and Lincoln that are showing up, but she is in Nebraska City. Um, so I think it just depends on how, how strong the other agents in your area are. Kansas City has really strong agents. My old brokerage has really intelligent people who are, are out there doing all of the things they're supposed to be doing. They have great training. And so I'm fighting with them all the time to try to stay on top. But yeah. you can also use Google as like a social media where you mm -hmm. post and you do things and put photos on there and, and people will go there and see that and engage with you. Google, here's the thing, Google's gotten, I mean, first of all, Google's always been very smart. I mean, they're, you know, they're the behemoth, right? But they've gotten really smart about the real estate industry. They are coming after Zillow. They see all this money and they're going to go grab some of it. And uh, and so what's going to happen is I, I think Zillow reviews being, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's, you know, those weren't important back in the day. I'm just saying there's not going to be anything more important than Google reviews uh, in terms of reviews, online reviews. That's going to be the place you need to have the reviews in the future. Uh, and by the way, I like the way that Mike uh, put it in talking about diversifying your lead flow. He says, just like investing in houses, you got to be looking at multiple sources of info so you don't get sucked into a crud hole and lose your behind. Uh, things are always changing. I love that uh, the, the official, I think crud hole is an official real estate term, yeah, in fact. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure of it. <laughs> um, I was so, going to say something else oh, about go ahead. Google. Now I don't remember. Oh, I okay. So Matt's got another question. How are you overcoming Google taking reviews away from you? I haven't had them do that. I've heard people complain about it, but I haven't had it. Um, one of the things that I think Google, Google's in the business of information. And when I get an LSA lead, I will go in immediately and I'll give it a name and I'll give it an email and I'll give it a phone number. Even if I never look at it in Google LSA again, because I put it in my, my Sierra you know, in my CRM, I never go back and call them from the Google portal anymore, but I give Google all the information they want. I I just feel like that's what they want. And so I don't know, that may be just me thinking I'm doing something good. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, by the way, Bethany, uh, and well, let's back up. Matt, one of the other things that I would say to that question is the, the best way to, to avoid or, you know, to overcome getting Google reviews taken away from you is just to don't do stupid stuff that may, causes them to get taken away to begin with. Uh, now, what are some Make stupid sure they're legit. Yeah, right. They've got to be legit yeah. reviews, right? Don't make them. They shouldn't all be from the same IP address. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's going to get them removed. Uh, and you don't want to see a million of them go up in the same day, right? You want to spread them out. So if you're asking your team to do reviews, don't have them all do it in the same day. If you're asking your clients to do reviews, spread that out so it's a little bit more consistent over a longer period of time instead of all of a sudden one day I got 30 reviews and I haven't had a review in six months. Right. Uh, we did that once. We did break Google one day. Because yeah. we did that. We did a contest and we messed it up. And that's what will happen. Yeah. And so, again, you got to spread those out. Uh, now, Bethany Brindley said, uh, and by the way, guys, when you're typing in, I'd love to have you type in where you're from also. But Bethany says that uh, she had uh, leads right away with Google. Uh, that's Cindy who I was talking about. That's my daughter. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, right on. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, Cynthia is asking, uh, how many reviews are you entering on a month? For us, however many closings, you know, probably 20-ish. Yeah. So 20, 20, 20 reviews a month is not going to get you banned. You know, right. it, uh, let me rephrase. 
if you're ramping up to that. If all of a sudden you've got nothing and then a, you know one day you've got 20 reviews, you're going to see some stuff disappear. So. Now we do have all of our new agents. They have to get get 10 reviews to sell themselves and get themselves on the team, you know, so we do have them do that. So sometimes we get eight or 10 reviews in a, in a day or two, but they haven't, they, they put them all up. So we're doing okay. Yeah. And, and I agree with you on that. We do the same thing in our office when we hire somebody, you know, hey, look, if you're going to be in sales with us, you'd better be able to go out and sell a free review. If you can't get somebody to do a review for you and it doesn't cost anything, Dude, like how good are you going to be at selling real estate? Probably not very, right? Uh, yeah, so no. Uh, and I'll tell you, we had a, one of our clients uh, here this, uh, was it year before last? One of the things that she did, and Cynthia, I'm throwing this out for you, uh, especially because it sounds like you're anxious to go out and get some reviews. One of the things she did, so she made a commitment. She wanted to have 500 reviews on Google. So she went out and she had her business cards adapted so that there was a QR code on her business card, on the backside of her business card. And she, and she would go to the supermarket or the, you know any shopping center or whatever. And she'd run into somebody and she'd have a nice conversation and say, hey, by the way, would you mind giving me a review? People she didn't even know before. Uh, she would just say, hey, you know, I'm really trying to get some reviews on my Google. Would you be willing to do a review for me? Boom. They'd scan the QR code right there. They'd put it in. It took her, I think she went from zero to 300 in a couple of months. Now, I'm not suggesting you do that now because, again, I think it'll impact the ability for those to show. All I'm trying to illustrate with this is, you don't have to have sold them a house to get a Google review currently. That will probably change eventually, but currently you don't have to have sold them a house, number one. And number two, you'd be surprised at how many people are out there that would be willing to give you a review if you would just ask. Don, go ahead. What are we going to add to that? Me? Yeah, it looked like you were going to add something to that. No, no. I was just thinking about the question I was going to ask you in the last one minute. And that's where I was just going to go. We are literally <laughs> one minute away. So Don, you get the final question. Go ahead. Okay. This is, this is to you. So as someone who's achieved remarkable success in real estate, um, both in, in sales and coaching, um, give us your best advice. What, uh, what do you think you, what, what can we offer to aspiring real estate agents um, really in, in the competitive market and, and the people that are left, the ones that are here that are going to really try to make it work in 2024, what's your advice to them? Number one, success is boring. Understand that. You just have to know success is boring. And to the extent that you're willing to do the boring stuff, guess what? The success will follow. And that really means making your calls every day. You've got to, you've, you've got to get in there for four hours a day. You've got to be making your lead generation, lead follow-up, and lead conversion calls. Whether you're working your sphere of influence or doing social media or all the other stuff, you can do open houses. There's a million things you can do. But at the end of the day, you got to be willing to pick up the phone and have conversations with human beings. That's what you got to do. Uh, and then I would also suggest, and I, I, I mean, this is going to sound like a shameless plug, but get a coach, right? And I'd love for it to be Club Wealth, but even if it's not Club Wealth, get a freaking coach. You need somebody who's been where you want to go that can guide you through every step of the process. And I would suggest that as you're looking at coaches, I would never take advice from anybody who sold less real estate than you want to sell. So... Uh, that said, Don, if people want to get a hold of you, how would they reach you? You want me to give you my phone number or, <laughs> or whatever? Well, I mean, there's going to be people on that are watching this that either want to buy or sell with you or that want to talk to you about real estate, other real estate. I'm going to tell you, Google, you. Google my ah, name. <laughs> Google Don Sharp, Kansas City. I love it. That's yeah. fantastic. And I'm so glad that you said what you said, because on my morning huddle this morning, I was thinking, I really need Michael to tell my team success is not sexy. I mean, what you've got to do to get there, it's not. And yeah. so I'm glad you said that. And if you look at my Facebook page today, you'll see the one post that I made today was my team taking advantage of the snowy day. And they all joined in Zoom like the Brady Bunch. And we all made phone calls together. And um, I well, hold on. If you give me one second, I'll just look on my stat tracker how many appointments we set today. I love it. You're using the club well. Let me look, let me tracker, look. baby. I love it. Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven appointments set today. So, Dude. see, that's what I'm talking about. You see, the consistency is where it's at. Uh, you know, I look at, you know, I just did a, a episode with Austin here this morning, a Club Wealth TV episode this morning. And uh, we were talking about, you know, how is it that he's listed 200 homes and 200, I think it's two, just over 220 homes in his first two years. How do you do that? And, and, and he said the same thing. It's just consistency, dad. I just show up every day. I just do my thing every day. I make my calls every day. 
uh, and the results follow. And his pipeline, like yours, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every day uh, because of that consistency. So, guys, I, I hope if you get a chance, you'll reach out to football coach Don Sharp, who, uh, as we talk, as we discussed, is really doing a really nice job in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, just crushing it over there. And she's also done a great job, not just in selling real estate, but investing in real estate. And guys, selling real estate is about building income, and that income is then used to build wealth. And so if you really want to get out of the rat race, if you really want to get to a point where you can retire wealthy, you're going to have to own real estate. So yeah, Mike, there's no magic bullets. That's right. So Don, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to see you today and, and to have you do this with us. And uh, do you have any parting words before we close out? Thanks for having me, Michael. I really appreciate it. I do have one thing. Don't call my Google LSA number because then I'll have to pay for that lead. So just look for me organically and, and click anywhere. My phone number is everywhere. So I love it. That's awesome. That's a good point. All right, guys, have an awesome day, everybody. And remember, look, I always tell people remember, to remember they're world class, but I also want you to remember this, guys. What one man or woman can do, another can do. Another can do. So, and I want you to really let that sink in, right? If Don can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If Austin can do it, you can do it. What one man or woman can do, another can do. So get out there and go do it. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. And by the way, show Don some love in the comments, guys. Ah, thank you. Take care, Don. Thank you. See ya. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. The why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.